I'm Michael Mays, and I talk to people. Carmine, you're on with Michael Mays. Even you're on with Michael Mays. It's funny, when I was in, I think, third, maybe fourth grade, my teacher used to get so angry, he used to say, Motormouth. He'd call me Motormouth. Stop talking. It's all you ever do is talk. What are you going to do with your life? You just talk all the time. Caressa, you're on with Michael Mays. AJ, you're on with Michael Mays. I talk to people. Corey, you're on with Michael Mays. This should be fun. Here you go. <laughs> Derek, you're on with Michael Mays. And when I need to talk to a celebrity or, you know, somebody that's been in the news, somebody that's kind of tricky to get in touch with. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy <laughs> who knows another guy. Uh, well, not not exactly like, well, sometimes like that. Gianni, you're on with Michael Mays. All right. Buongiorno, Senor Rousseau. Buongiorno. Come on, Yeah, you know. From Professor Mays Creations. You're on with Michael Mays. You're on with Michael Mays. First things first, before I say anything, I'm going to apologize in advance. I know, I've, I've, I'm still fighting this cold that's been going around. I'm a little raspy, but maybe that's a little rock and roll, you know? A little gritty, a little rock and roll vibe, and I feel like it fits perfectly with this episode of You're On with Michael Mays. Pamela Debar, an American rock and roll groupie, a writer, a musician, an actress. She's probably best known for her 1987 memoir, I'm With The Band. Confessions of a Groupie. By the way, Gene Simmons told her to call the book that. I think she, we'll, we'll discuss in the conversation, but she had a different title in mind. Um, I mean, she's done a lot, and she's seen a lot. And if I tried to run down the whole list of, of rock and rollers that she's tied to romantically and beyond, we'd be here all day. I, I knew that she had a gig coming up in March, March 17th, She's going to be speaking at the legendary Whiskey A Go Go. I've been to the Whiskey A Go Go only once. It was a, a religious experience like none other, a, a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. I plan on flying out to LA in March to, uh, to see her do this. It's going to be a real cool event. So I reached out to my guy and I said, What do you know about Pamela Debar, rock and roll's most famous groupie? I'd like to speak with her. I didn't hear anything back from him for a, a couple of hours. And then all of a sudden, just like always, out of nowhere, the phone rings. I say hello. And the voice on the other end said, Pamela, you're on with Michael Mays. Hello. Hi, good morning. How are you, Pamela? I'm pretty darn good, thank you. Yeah, you are. How about well, you? I've heard you're good. I read the book, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, had to, I mean, I had to. I couldn't resist. It's yeah. Listen, Kate Hudson played you in Almost Famous. Your life is pretty spectacular, you know? Yeah, I've, uh, I've had quite a life, and I continue to have quite a life. You absolutely do. I'm, lo into my I'm looking forward to uh, March 17th. You're doing something at the Whiskey A Go-Go. I'm overdue to visit some friends out in L.A. I think I want to fly out and see that. I think that would be a real cool event. It's a hoot. Nice. <laughs> so can I ask you yeah, about... Yeah, read some of my books and tell stories. I, I, I want to ask about a few specific... Uh, rock stars that uh, that you may or may not have uh, had sexual relations with, so to speak. Is that all right? Can I run down a few names? Well, I don't talk about my sexual relations. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you know, you can ask. You, you can see how I end. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm real curious about one person. I've never heard whether you had spent time with this guy or not. Did uh, Did you ever get together with Gene Simmons? No, we're, we've just been friends for decades. His band, of course, Kiss, opened for my ex-husband's band, Silverhead, in 1974. And that's how long I've known Gene. And he 
he's been very, you know, important in my life because he suggested for my first book, I'm with the band, he suggested the subtitle. I was going to call it Memoir of a Groupie, and he said, no, 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 you have to say confession. And he was right. No, absolutely. Um, and same with my third book. He gave me the idea for my third book, Rock Bottom. Okay. So, yeah, he's, he's been a, a long-time friend, but no. Okay. No uh, hanky-panky with me. It's interesting because I've seen him hit on so many people, like friends of mine, colleagues of mine. I once uh, I was supposed to meet him at Rue 57 in Manhattan for dinner one night, and uh, my coworker at MTV, she got to the restaurant first. And the first thing he said to her was, you'll be sleeping with me tonight? Yes. And when she said, no, I'm not interested, he said, well, then get on the phone and uh, get some of your friends that are. Otherwise, I have nothing else to say to you. <laughs> I was like, wow, that guy, he's, That's he's, very he's confident. Well, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Um, Jimmy Page. You spent time with Jimmy Page. Yes, I like the way changed it to spent time. I appreciate that. Uh, because, you know, my relationships with these people were not just sexual. They were, they were my boyfriends, you know, and right. they were my peers. I was in a band myself with the all-girl band, the GTOs, and these guys would come to town and want to meet us. We were one of the only girl groups, you know, that Frank Zappa produced us. So we were, you know, kind of controversial and interesting. <laughs> so we they wanted to meet me. It's a he hit, he hit on me first. That's amazing. So, same with Mick Jagger. So, you know, these people say, how did you meet these guys? You know, it was, they wanted to meet me. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out in the most respectful way, Pamela, because, I, again, I understand. We'd rather talk about a relationship with them as opposed to an act. But, um, but Jimmy Page, I mean, okay, I'll say this and you respond however you want. I would imagine that as a lover, Jimmy Page's guitar playing is very much like his his function in the bedroom. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, he was excellent at both. Can I just put it that way? Yeah. And, and very loving as well, you know, and tender and all these other things that one wouldn't imagine he might be because he, you know, he's got a reputation as being on the dark side. But that was just BS. Uh, you know, that was just show business. <laughs> I know. I disagree. I, I think you, I would have expected him to be exactly like you said, tender, attentive. I mean, think about those delicate little notes that he would slide into these songs. <laughs> and I'm thinking that must yes, have been, exactly. you know, just when you're like, oh my God, this, this, yes, I love this rhythm. It's amazing. Oh my God. Look what he did now. <laughs> like that just came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? And he has a way, he has a way with words too. Even though Robert Plant wrote the lyrics, he really had a beautiful way with love words, you know. Yeah, I'm so, sure. So yeah, he was, he was. He had a very delicate touch, as a matter of fact, in a lot of ways. And yeah. uh, I just, I really enjoyed my time with him. And you know, you got to remember, we were kids. I always have to remind people, I was 20 and he was 25. You know, we were youngsters in the prime of life. Right, right there. The whole world is just your playground, and and how exciting. I would bet Mick Jagger. Completely the opposite. Mick Jagger would be like, where's the mirror? I need to see me. <laughs> you know? He was the exact opposite of that. He, he's very, very self-deprecating and amused wow. by his fame and his who he is. And, and a lot of fun. He was a fun-loving guy. And, and really enjoyed hanging out with him, being with him in all kinds of ways. 
and you know, a gentleman, real gentleman. Interesting. How about some of the work you did with Frank Zappa? And I know that you you were produced by Frank Zappa. Uh, were you or did you have any influence on some of the Frank Zappa lyrics? You know, the songs about a groupie. And- <laughs> No. The wet t-shirt no, contest and apostrophe or at Joe's garage. No, I did not. not. I see where your mind is, mister. I, I just... No, I did not. And he produced our record. He, he encouraged a, a bunch of teenage girls in Laurel Canyon to write songs and do a record. It was unheard of at the time, 1968. And uh, so he was way ahead of the curve, as always. Just a brilliant, brilliant genius. Uh, a musical and, uh, you know, yes, helped me, obviously, you know, trigger my career. I mean, I, I've, I've been so fortunate uh, all my life from the DPOs to writing on with the band and just becoming sort of uh, the world's most famous groupie. When I was, I was on the Today Show, the first show I had to do when my first book came out was the Today Show. And Brian Gumbel introduced me as Queen of the Groupies, and I had no idea that's who I was. Wow. So it was very, it's been a very interesting trajectory. And now I teach other women to write. You know, I hold women's writing workshops. I, teach, I do rock and roll tours. I do all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. And, and it's all it's all on my website, PamelaDebarOfficial.com. And I, you know, I'm playing the whiskey. I used to watch bands at the whiskey just rule at the, uh, you know, lean against the stage, and now I'm actually doing my show at the Whiskey. It's a very big deal for me. It's my, I sold out the first time, so I'm doing it again. Oh, no, it is absolutely a big deal. And, you know, all joking and kidding aside, you've done some amazing things. Just alone working with Frank Zappa, did you know at all, as you were working with him, the brilliance, the genius that he was? Of course. I was a huge fan before I met him. He was like the Prince of Laurel Canyon. The, 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 I don't know, it's hard to describe him, but he was not like anyone else. There were a lot of bands in Laurel Canyon, but he was the most unique, let's put it that way. And he had a family, unlike the rest of the guys. Most of these men were very, very much single. He was married. I got very close with his wife, Gail. I became the governess for their children. You know, I had a long, long term relationship with that family, and I still hang out with Moon. Oh, wow. So Very cool. Yeah. Lifelong almost. Yeah. Well, again, this is why I need to get out to the uh, Whiskey A Go Go on March 17th to see uh, another performance from you. Your podcast is a thrill to listen to. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I know we're going to have to wrap up, but I just want to say thank you for your time, Pamela. It was really fun. Thank you. You're a lot of fun, too. Gosh, thank you. You just made my day saying that. Well, I'll see you in March. I'm going to come up and tell you I'm the fun guy. I'm going to be like, I was the guy that was fun. That will be wonderful. Sounds good. I'll give you a big hug. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.